Well, hi, everybody, and welcome into this week's Clemson Athletics podcast. Don Munson, Bill Spires along with us on uh, the broadcast here today. Bill, obviously, working with the uh, football program here as a special assistant on special teams. We'll talk about that. And then, obviously, was a football player, baseball player here uh, at Clemson. Came back, finished up your degree, though, first and, and foremost uh, here over the last couple of years as you uh, were part of Coach Sweeney's program, and then he hired you on full-time uh, this this past spring. But just talk, I guess let's, let's start there. Let's start about coming back, finishing your degree, how difficult that was for you, and how that thought process and was kind of made. Because that had to be one of those things where you had to go to the wife and maybe go to the family and say, hey, I'm going to come back and get this done. Yeah, it was a unique situation, Don, actually. Um Coach Winnie had, had found out. I told him, I don't know, it was a few years back that I'd never graduated, you know, and signed after my junior year. And when he, he didn't realize that, that I'd never graduated. And, of course, you know how he is about graduating his players. And so he was all fired up. He's like, you're kidding me. You know, there's no way. So you know you can come back to school and we got a program called Tiger Trust and get, you know, get your degree. And I'm like, you know, at the time was like, yeah, right. You know, no way am I going back to school. I'm 48 years old at the time. Uh, coaching in high school football and baseball and enjoying the retired life and um you know i've been doing that for some time i retired in 01 and was coaching that was probably a good 13 14 years and you know fast forward a couple years uh i took over as head coach at our school i was helping a guy for many years he went to another school so i took over as head coach and we had some success, you know, won the state championship in baseball, football, and in baseball, like in the same year. Um, and Coach Swinney got fired up about it again. He's like, I need you up here. I want you up here. You need to come back to school. And again, I was like, you know, I'm, I think I'm 49, 50 now, and I'm like, no way am I going back to school. But as you know, Coach Swinney, how he is, he, he, I was up here for, I think, a spring game or either practice, I forget one or the other. And he just saw me in an office. I was in Danny Pierman's office, and he came in, shut the door. He says, all right, this is what we're going to do. You're going to come back to school because you're going to show your kids you could do what's right and finish what you started. And I'm like, hey, Dave. So he, he kind of knew how to get me in. You know, a lot of thought and prayer went into it and um, did it. And just just the opportunity came. He presented it many times to me, and so glad I did it. It was one of the coolest things I've ever done, no doubt. Um, walking across that stage at 52 years old now, <laughs> having that college degree, you know, it's something I always wanted, but kind of just just didn't feel like I'd ever get it, you know, really no reason to get it, but to have it is special. Bill Wilhelm be pretty proud of you as well. He would be tickled to death. I mean, he was a very big part of my life, and he, you know, he was a unique individual himself, and he prepared me for He and Coach Ford, really, the year I punted. I was blessed to have two guys. They were tough. They tested you mentally, but I look back at it, and they just prepared me for anything that I ever went through in professional baseball. I was prepared, leaving here, and that, that was a good thing. And I guess let, let's explore that a little bit. The duo of, of Danny Ford and Bill Wilhelm. I mean, just two absolute legends here on uh, this Clemson campus. Both of them alike in a lot of ways. Both of them very different in a lot of ways. But I think what you said, both of them kind of no-nonsense, strict, disciplinary kind of guys. Yeah, they were. And, and they knew, you know, looking back at it, they, they knew how to test you mentally. And that was all part of growing up, you know, as a kid, you... you, you 
sometimes you don't know how to take it uh, coaching um, you know you still see some kids can handle uh, criticism or I call it constructive criticism that's what coach Wilhelm used to call it this is constructive criticism it was tough but he knew what he was doing he knew he was getting you prepared to play and you know, again I look back at it and just playing for different managers in professional baseball whether it was the minor leagues or or in the majors you know I was prepared and I was prepared mentally and you know especially Wilhelm because only punted one year and, and yeah Danny Ford he was tough um great coach and and tough on the players but all of it was just a reason for it and I just look back and say you know wow I could handle some things I went through in college you know I was out to prove them I could do things and it just helped me in my career all right, so you play here at Clemson, 85 to 87. You could certainly argue glory days of, of Clemson athletics, Clemson football, Clemson baseball, all of that kind of stuff. Now you come back, and your first two years here, lo and behold, back-to-back national championship games, win a national championship. You're, you're on a you're coaching now here with this team that sits here five and zero as we do this, about to head off to, to Wake Forest, hopefully to go to to six and zero. Can you compare the two eras? Do the, do the two eras compare? Well, I think in some ways you can, Don. Um, you know, when I left Clemson and went on out in the, in the professional world, uh, you know, at the time I was here, like you said, we were a dominant football team. And, and you know, it was different back then. The style of play obviously was different. Um, but then it kind of fell off, you know, and it, it always bothered me. I was like, you know, Clemson, to, it, it's all I know. You know, growing up as a kid, we were dominant in everything, really, in every sport. And, uh, you know, it kind of bothered me, I guess, a little bit when in the, say, the 90s when I'm playing pro baseball and Clemson's not kind of mentioned up there with those big schools. And, you know, to, to come back now and to experience what we've experienced here, I mean, people, man, you got to, you know, with success obviously comes a lot of scrutiny, and now everybody's just tasted it and, and wants it to happen every year. They, you know, you have to realize how hard it is, but Coach Swinney has done an unbelievable job getting this program back to where really better than it's ever been. And the coolest thing about it is, is I know because I've been around sports my whole life and seen the different professional organizations, but to, to know how he's done it, starting with the foundation he started with and seeing that it's not going anywhere. That's what's hard to do. You know, it's, it's easy to get to the top sometimes, but it's harder to stay there. And, you know, we used to say that in the big leagues. It's, it's easy, easier to get to the big leagues than it is to stay in the big leagues because you got to produce and you always got somebody trying to knock you out or trying to take your position. It's the same way here at Clemson with football now. I mean, it's, it's, we've gotten to the top. But to stay there is is harder, and and we know that. But he's just created such a culture that I don't see it going anywhere, really, as long as he's here. Secret sauce, then. What what do you think his secret sauce is? It's no doubt the culture. I mean, it's just the 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 overall culture of the program, the kind of people he's got here, the kind of coaches he's got, the kind of kids that come in. That to me, you know, is is it's all about faith, family, and in football. And when you have that kind of culture. It just is able to handle any kind of uh, if if something ha- happens negatively or whatever. It's just, it can withstand those kind of things. 
love them first. I mean, that's, that's what you always you always hear him say that in staff meetings. Stuff is just, hey, love up on these guys. They'll they'll respond uh, back to you. All right, I will, because we're right here, baseball playoffs going on. I want to talk to you about your your time in Major League Baseball, thirteen seasons. Uh, what Brewers, Mets, Astros, uh, that, that each club kind of different in its own ways as, as well. Um, so you, you, reach, you reach the big leagues. What was it, what was your mindset when you, when you reached the bigs? And then, like you said, you had to earn your way to stay there. Yeah, you know, at first, I think it's kind of human nature or for a young player. I was 22 years old, actually, when I, I got to the big leagues uh, with Milwaukee. Um, had a good spring training, made the team out of spring training. And it's kind of at first you're like, okay, if I can just, man, if I could play five years in the big leagues, man, it's, it'd be awesome, you know. And you, you kind of you look at you look kind of look down the road instead of just enjoying the moment and 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 taking it one day at a time. And you, but you learn to do that, and you learn. I think the more experience you have, that's to me that's one of the greatest teachers I've, ever, you know, looking back at my career was the experience, and then. As you get older, you learn how to survive basically in the big leagues. You kind of know what to do. Younger players, I think, want to make an impact so quick and, you know, and, and, and just put their name out there so quick that you kind of forget the big picture. And uh, for me, I was blessed, man, in Milwaukee. I got to play with Robin Yount, mm. which is a name from the past, you know, Paul Molitor. Those two guys um, played the game the right way, and I really – that helped me throughout my career, just watching Robin Yount, who was a shortstop, and then he went to center field, won the MVP as a shortstop. The, my first year in 89, he won the MVP as a center fielder. But he, he was one that just played the game the right way, and he respected the game. And I have to say he was big in my career because, you know, I was one of these that wasn't a superstar, but I knew to play hard, to run ground balls out, to, to run out to your position, you know. And that to me, that's just the way you play the game. And I give him a lot of credit for that. Then you move off uh, to New York. You know, Milwaukee, you know, hates it's kind of like Clemson. You know, it's a family thing. Now, playing for the New York Mets, anything but. I mean, that's yeah. New York City. That's a whole different microscope that you're under. It was. And, um, you know, I, Milwaukee was it's just down-to-earth, blue-collar type people. I loved it. I mean, just a great Midwest town. Unfortunately, I had some injuries. I had back surgery, and it really set me back, and I kind of thought my career might be over. Um, so I'm basically they picked me up, New York did, in the, uh, I think it was the strike year. In 94, we went on strike. So, yeah, I get picked up by New York in the winter, um, and I, I was a little bit intimidated because I obviously played in New York when playing for Milwaukee, go play the Yankees. Um, it intimidated me, and I didn't have a real good attitude going into New York, and it turned out to be a struggle for me all year. I was kind of hurt. I had a bad shoulder all year. I didn't produce. It was uh, just a, just maybe not looking forward to going to New York, played into it, and um, even though it turned out to be a great place to live you know, for a year, it was, it was fun, but I just didn't have the right attitude, let's say, and so I kind of thought my career was over. And then the assistant general manager in New York became the general manager in Houston, and he was one who liked to give players a second chance, maybe ones toward the end of their career. And here I am, my seventh year in the big leagues. Um, he, he decides to take a chance on me in Houston, and I signed a minor league contract, which meant I had to make the team out of spring training. Spring training. Um, so I went in with a, just a different attitude, different focus, and my career really took off in Houston. Made, had a good spring training, made the team, and just 
boom, it, it was probably the six best years of my career in Houston. You, you talk about playing with Yount Molitor at Milwaukee. You play with some pretty good ones yeah. in Houston as well now. Yeah, that was fun because we won our Central Division uh, four out of the six years. Got to play with uh, Craig Biggio, Jeff Bagwell, Moises Alou. Uh, let's see, it was like uh, Ken Caminetti came back to Houston. He had been in San Diego, and, and he came back. Luis Gonzalez, just a lot of names, you know, that had some good pitching. Daryl Kyle, who was one of my close friends, he ended up passing away. Uh, Billy Wagner was a closer. So we had a lot of good players and, and just some fun times in Houston and, and, like I say, the six best years of my career. Game-winning hit in a playoff game uh, against the Padres, uh, I'm going to guess was maybe the, the highlight, the key moment in Houston? It was, yeah. In 98, we uh, had the best team in the National League on paper and by record and just goes to show you we got randy johnson at the trading deadline <laughs> so it was like christmas on that what july 31st you know midnight we get him right at midnight and man everybody we're in pittsburgh i can see it and everybody started calling each other like man we just got randy johnson and he goes 10 and 1 for us we're going supposedly we're going to play the yankees in the world series we're the best team in the national league well you go to that first playoff series it's a short series five game series and we we face the Padres and they have Kevin Brown who I'd faced in college he was at Georgia Tech and he was nasty and they went head to head and we lost one to nothing and two to one in those two head-to-head matchups and they ended up beating us you know three out of the five and, and going on to the World Series that year so that was kind of probably the most disappointing thing because we did have the best team but just you know you never know you know pitching in a short series you got Randy Johnson. We thought we were good to go, but we couldn't hit Kevin Brown. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. All right, so Ashley's here. Your daughter Ashley's here working in the building. Will obviously playing uh, uh, for the football team. As a father, forget coaching, but as as a father, that's got to be pretty special working with your two kids. It is. It's and and you know it's it's the way I kind of look at it, and and it was a big part of our decision to do this because Will's coming up here to to be on the team, and and obviously it coached him throughout his career and I just knew it was time for him to move on from from dad you know dad doesn't need to be around and let him grow up without him but coach Swinney again wouldn't hear any of that you know he's like man we got plenty of men plenty of coaches here you don't even have to talk to him you know and I think the biggest fear where Will had was seeing me if I'm walking the class and he's walking the class at the same time and I think that happened once and he just kind of turned his head and looked the other way but you know, it's a blessing. Usually your kids go off to college and you you, you kind of lose them. That's when they get away from home. I, we happen to be, Laura and I, blessed to be with them up here. And the way I look at it is when I was playing pro baseball, I was away from them as infants, and the good Lord has given me that time back. You know, their college times when usually you lose them. Um, so it's, it is pretty cool, you know, and, and they've uh, adjusted well, and, and I think they like it too. All right, so here you are assisting out with special teams here. But what's the plan? What, what's what's the end goal for you? I'm, I mean, I know how much you enjoy it here at Clemson, but now in the, are you starting to think, uh, there may be a little bit more for me out there? Well, that's just, you know, that's something that I've really uh, never worried about. Um, I kind of just enjoy, am enjoying the moment and this opportunity. And, you know, I planned on going to school two years and getting my degree, and I did, and had no idea that he would hire me. Uh, wasn't planning on it. Kind of thought we'd go back home where our house is in Cameron and back on the farm. And, you know, but, hey, he, he wanted to keep me around, so he hired me. And um, that's, uh, to me, it's just kind of a God wink, you know, everything that's happened. And uh, so who knows? I mean, I'm I'm 
been blessed to be able to do this and and I have no no goals I'm just kind of enjoying every moment and trying to do the best I can it's fun to be able to work with the special teams in the offense and um, in this role you know obviously we're in a support staff role where we can't actually coach but we do a lot of the planning for the coaches and and it's fun to see this side of it and to, to be able to contribute all right so uh 16 pretty special year 17 pretty special year people would hate me if i didn't ask you about what thoughts on this 18 team and, and how things are developing so far here well i think you know you've seen you know be, number one being five and oh is, is awesome because it's so hard to win and and it doesn't matter how good you are like I said earlier, you get to the top, it's hard. But when you're at the top, it's even harder to stay there because people are wanting to knock you off. And, you know, we get everybody's best game every time we play. And we know that. But that's another reason I love what the way he just prepares these guys. Coach Swinney does a good job of, of of the focus is on Clemson and, you know, playing to a standard. And, and our standard is best. And, and it, whether it's at practice or whether it's the game, if we take care of Clemson, you know, we have a good chance of being successful. And to me, that is what I've learned being here because, you know, you, you, human nature is to get caught up on things you can't control. What we can't control is what we do here, and we do it to the best that we can do. And I'm just excited to see, hey, we're 5-0, and and all I know is we got a big game, the biggest game of the year is this week, and that's how we take it. And we'll see what happens when it's all said and done. How much are you hoping that last week and what happened last week, coming from 10 points down with under 13 to go with Chase Bryce coming in? I mean, you want to talk about a fairy tale kind of story. It and it unfolded in front of our eyes last weekend. It, it was by far one of the most uh, exciting or uh, pleasing, if you will, wins I've ever been a part of because the, obviously it was an emotional week with things that happened and to see Trevor go down early, everybody's like, you know, you're thinking at the time, okay, we can't have Trevor go down. Well, in this game, it can happen. and But it just shows you how these guys are prepared. And there's Chase, who hadn't taken many snaps at all, has to go in and lead a team for basically a half and, a, you know, and big part of the second quarter. And he does. And everybody came together. And just to come from behind like we did, it, it was just like meant to be. For this team, I think this team got even closer, and to me, it does nothing but just head us in the right direction, and that's that's going to be important as we go forward. All right, appreciate the time uh, today. I know, I, I mean, I'm around you a lot. I know how much you're enjoying this, but soak up every last drop of it. It, it is a blast. I mean, I tell people all the time, I've got the best job on campus. I know you feel like you have the best job on campus. It's a great place to be. It's an unbelievable place to be. That's all I can say because <laughs> we were, you know, back home in Cameron is a pretty good little town to live in, but we always said, hey, Clemson's a special place and, and just look forward to coming up here. And now it's just, it's funny how the Lord works, man. It's just, it's just, uh, it's a blessing to be here, and it's, why not enjoy it? No, no doubt about it. All right, there you go. Some thoughts from Bill Spires here on the podcast. Don't forget, for everything in Clemson Athletics, if you want to purchase tickets, and that means the upcoming football games against both Louisville and Duke, those are the two games that are still available for you to purchase. You can do that. Basketball tickets, men's and women's, you can purchase there online. Baseball tickets are already on sale for the coming 19 season for Monty Lee's crew. But all the information on Clemson Athletics at your fingertips at ClemsonTigers.com. Hope that you will visit there often. For uh, for Bill Spires, I'm Don Munson. Thanks for being with us. Have a great weekend, everybody. Go Tigers.